Welcome back, listeners. Indie comic book noise. We went through a flurry of October action, but we're back. Hopefully this gets posted in November. <laughs> it's Indie comic book noise post-Halloween hangover. Sadly, Super Steve is not with us today, but we have our three sometimes regular hosts. Myself, Andrew the LA Rabbit in Los Angeles, where it's actually appropriate temperature weather for once. And if it's cool down here, then up in the Arctic Circle with WWX Kev at the icebox, it's got to be cold. Say hi, Kev. Well, since I'm in the Arctic Circle, I also will not be attending any inquiries. And lastly, from the nation's capital, in sunny Ottawa, Ontario, is everyone's favorite otter, the Ottawa otter. Phil, say hi, Phil. It's very warm in Ottawa lately. Oh, so wow. it's been good weather for us. Yeah, but it's like t-shirt. Very warm stuff. for you guys is like minus twenty or something, right? No, we've been like uh, <laughs> seventeen. Whoa! Look at you guys. Mm-hmm. Maybe this global warming has some upsides. Yeah. Is that what they still call it? Climate change? I don't know. I thought they call it climate change because it's not uniform. Oh yeah, that probably makes more sense. But I'm old, <laughs> so I'm I reserve the right to call it under old names and speaking of old <laughs> names indie comic noise part of the deliberate noise network you think this show is old the network is even older and it has even cooler podcasts to check out including really? sister show marvel noise which recently oh, okay. celebrated a four-hour sex scravaganza <laughs> just joking go folks that show is pg rated I heard it was supposed to be family friendly, but um, <laughs> I mean, there's different segments on that show. Yes, they took a turn and had a lot of old house coming back to show off what's going on. Check it out or check out parts of it. It really is fun. It was really something. Even if you're not normally a Marvel noise person, there's some cool bits you can get. Some other podcasts have come back from out of the blue but you can find old episodes and show notes for this very show on our website indiecombooknoise.com and sometimes andrew won't uh, send you to a weird website yeah i never send you to a weird website but kevin likes to get in there and mess around but hopefully once in a while we can find you know links to sample pages sometimes even free issues once in a while who knows yeah internet yeah crazy. that one that one you had in the show notes the the other week it didn't have even a cover on like the publisher's website. And I was like, really? Yeah, there's some... Well, you guys are always picking up these weird books that I have to go <laughs> find. Kevin's like, yeah, I got this one from a guy in an alley. He only made one of them, and he sold it back in 2004. But, you know, you can find it, I'm sure. That's dangerously close to how I got one comic before. Yeah, that's how you get most of them. But... Despite the warning at the beginning, we are fairly pleasant fellows who try and keep things jolly. You know, it's just that with comic books can cover anything, so sometimes the topics turn a little blue. You know, bad language. And I have retired the sound effects. I don't know how people felt about if anyone checked out those ones. I did. Kevin, what'd you think? It was all right. I mean, it wasn't as um, 
as overwhelming as I nice thought it was going to be. <laughs> it was okay. That was the that's the kind of positive feedback that we live off of. But anyways, here we are. Yeah, we just you know we talk about whatever strikes our fancy that has some relation to indie comic books because you know there's media adaptions, there's merchandise, there's news you can use. You have some news, Andrew? Well, I mean, we're not really a news-based podcast. I did notice that Sandman got picked up for a second season. Yeah, that's good. So that's good. I enjoyed the first season quite a bit. Yeah, I know some people fell off of it, and I was kind of unsure about... Like, it it pretty much met my expectations of uh, what it was supposed to be, but when they had that serial convention, that was pretty good. Yeah, I like it. And even if... I can see if people didn't like it, but you can't say that I feel like most of these ones now... Like, they they do a good job, you know? They have decent special effects, and they get good actors. You know, it's not like wind the clock back 20, 30 years, and there was some pretty janky <laughs> comic book stuff on the air, you know? I mean, not that it didn't have its charm, but some of that stuff is pretty goofy. Yeah, as long as you don't have your whole first season being like a prelude to the show you actually want to make, sometimes you get stuck in that and you're like, okay, and then you hope it doesn't get canceled. And this, like, put your cool stuff in in front load that some of that cool stuff. Like, you can go, you can definitely still do your your other stuff, but you know, don't think you're you're gonna be there forever. This more directly relates to Sister Show Marvel Noise, but I decided I hadn't watched it since 2005, its debut, but I went to Tubi and watched the Man Thing movie. I warned you against that. Remember, I watched it recently, and I said, (laughs) do not watch this. It's pretty bad, man. (laughs) No, it's more than pretty bad. (laughs) My favorite part memory of that is, so the sci-fi channel in the States, I don't know where else in the world, Made paid paid a bunch of money to debut it, but they had to take out like all the topless scenes and stuff like that. So, oh, the the one I saw recently had it. Yeah, yeah, the two the, the, the it actually has it in it, but because yeah. of sci-fi's terms, even though oh, that's you mean it, when it originally yeah aired. when it aired yeah. when I first saw it, yeah, they took out the swearing and that yeah. part, and so then I watched it on Tubi, you know, when they restored the nudity and swearing and everything and it's pretty rough what's pretty funny about it is first of all you know kevin feige the genius he was a producer on that so oh really eh i didn't <laughs> notice that yeah he's learning the ropes so you know the architect of the marvel cinematic universe and my other favorite bit was the lead lady is the same actress that would go on to play patsy walker in the um on the netflix marvel shows so mm-hmm. she's in crackers funny. yeah so i was like boy i wonder if they can find some way she changed her identity or whatever to... i mean look actors gotta act i'm not i think it's just a funny when you see and you know like chris evans was the human torch and captain america and he was in the losers like you know people should get jobs and everything it's just always funny when you see someone and I had forgotten because I hadn't seen it in, what, uh, you know, 15 years or something. Sorry, Phil. I, but I was just like, 
you know, let's go see this man thing. There's people like this Kevin Feige. Yeah. Figure could have saved yourself some time and well, let's just, a nicer. Let's say Phil, I was doing other stuff at the time. It, it was one of those, you know. I don't know if you ever put on something as kind of background. That's what it was, because yeah, uh, in the foreground, it wouldn't have held my interest. But mm-hmm. yeah, but let's get to independent comic. Uh, do you? Who wants to go? I have some comics, but if people want to go first, go ahead. All right. It looks like I'm going to go first. <laughs> All right, boys. Picked up a one-shot in the comic book store. I didn't know it was a one-shot. It's mm-hmm. from uh, one of our favorite publishers, Dynamite Comics. You guys know Dynamite, okay. right? Yeah. So, uh, Dynamite Entertainment? Is that what they're called? I just I don't bought know. their comic books. Anyways, uh, Dynamite.com. So, is, it, is it Dynamite.com? Maybe it's Dynamite LLC. Well, no. In their, If you open up their thing, they're www.dynamite.com. Are you sure they're not HTTP colon slash slash? Well, they didn't print that in the Indicia. And their oh. Facebook is Dynamite Comics. So is their Instagram. And they have a Tumblr. Really? No TikTok? Yeah, and it's not uh, Dynamite. No, no, no Mastodon? So, yeah, so anyways, you know, as Andy does when I'm in the store, I like to just look at the comics, and if one grabs me, I'll buy mm-hmm. it. And this one kind of, I liked it. It's called Scarlet Sisters. You guys, either of you familiar I with recognize this? That, I recognize that name, so I feel like I looked at the cover at least. Yeah, well, hmm. one thing I, okay, Dynamite does that hustle where they do a bunch of different covers which I'm totally fine with. What I really like is they get very slick cover artists and then they tend to get more indie interiors, which I'm fine. Like I like kind of that crazy indie sensibility, but it's always funny how I imagine there must be people who were attracted by the cover. And then when they get to the interior styles being very different are like, Whoa, this is like, they have a, like a pencil art Alex Ross cover and uh, spoiler Alex mm-hmm. Ross does not do the interiors. <laughs> I got the um, Leslie lyrics Lee cover. I was not familiar with that. Oh, but yeah, it's kind of like, uh, I would say more video gamey anime E and it's got, there are three characters, the Scarlet sisters on the cover. I don't know. I just like the cover. I would say it's more towards the, um, like, uh, Chew direction or, um, or our germ direction. Like, it's you have the one where they're going over the roof? No, the one where they're all just in poses. You can't see any background. The one over the roof is the Jacob Edgar one. Yeah. And then the main one is Joseph Michael Linzer. But the, this Lee cover, it's, it's like... Has that very slick, airbrushy kind of like you're right. Art Germ's mm-hmm. probably a good one, Kevin. Well, I, that's what I was like. I was wondering if if it was more. It's it's definitely yeah. It's probably slick computer rendered type of yeah. These must be uh, golden age characters. I have no earthly idea. Um, I I was just thought it was a cool cover. I didn't know it was a one shot. 
Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I'll take it. It's uh, Alex Segura, Emelina Pina, uh, colorist, Ellie Wright, a letter, Jeff Eckleberry. And I was like, let's go. Like, I need a new comic book. It's cool. The Scarlet Sisters. So, like I said, the interior is much more indie sensibility. Phil, you've been reading a lot of 80s books. It takes me back to there, except it's color. Like, very, the Scarlet mm-hmm. Sisters are very colorful. Well, mostly one color, red, with some black. But it's Masquerade, Lady Satan, and the Woman in Red. Oh, yeah, I know uh, Masquerade for sure. And what's kind of fun about it is it's pretty compressed, too, which also reminds me of those old books. I guess that's the one shot. I mean, it ends with, like, question mark, opening the door for more. The other thing I Mm -hmm. thought that was pretty cheeky, Dynamite gives them nothing. Like, all the back bits about Project Superpowers and ads for other stuff, but no, no little, like, page of, like, hey, thanks for you know, tuning in, you want more Scarlet Sisters go, you know, sometimes they give the guy or the team a page to be like, you know, oh, give us your pitch or why you care or any of that. None of that. I mean, I feel like you should give people, you know, give them the honor of it. But the other thing that's kind of strange about how compressed everything is, is like the caption boxes are narration, but Mm -hmm. You don't figure out who the narrator is till halfway through the book. It's clearly one of the three women, but they don't identify which one it is till way into the book, which is a little confusing. So basically, the Scarlet Sisters are busting up a dark magic coven. And so the well, one of the other strange things for me is because I didn't know the characters I don't know. Well, what Masquerade was a big character in the superpowers. Okay. She, you didn't. I thought you read those ones. Uh, if I did, I've forgotten who she was. Couldn't have been either. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the comic that well, or mm-hmm. I'm not. But I, the, the gang. I enjoyed like, those uh, those old heroes a lot, like her. <laughs> well, they have, like I said, they have a big ad. They have a whole mm-hmm. text piece and ad promoting Project Superpowers. So maybe this is meant to be a prequel or something like that. Or like, hey, if... A lot of those characters also showed up in a lot of the 80 comics I read because I think that was the time they were bringing some of them back too. But I I really would have preferred them to be like, hey, you know, you should, like, fight for your own comic, you know? It's cool. It should be fought for. (laughs) It's a good book. It's fun. I like these kind of jumbled in. So the three characters... The other thing... You do, I don't know from Ringa is what their powers are, <laughs> abilities. Or, like, they just totally, either you know who these are. One, one of them clearly has magic. Now, the guy they're facing running the Cabal is Scythe or Scythe. Mm-hmm. I never know how you say that. Well, Masquerade, I think, is just guns. Like, she's just uh, That's what it like looks a like, yeah. secret agent type character, you know? That's what it appeared, but I also, I just don't know. Lady Satan does have some powers. I don't know about her, yeah, because she is really mad at Scythe for what he did to her. But again, it's Mm -hmm. not really laid out, which is fine. In the beginning, you have it jumbled in. My only real issue might have been, and maybe they couldn't work in their powers, or maybe it doesn't matter. But that part would have been nice. And also, it would have been nice to know 
which of the three of them was narrating at that mm-hmm. opening scene instead of figuring it out much later because later on well, I they do give some backstory a lot of those golden age heroes a lot of the stories I've read with them when they're brought back and stuff they don't I've always had those same questions like what are their powers like it's not like Marvel and DC where they really go into explaining it I think yeah it just kind like, of I guess my experiences just... yeah enjoy the ride which is fine it's just i want to point that out it made me wonder but not so much i didn't enjoy the story but i do feel like you should give a better hint about which one of the three of them is narrating the dang thing so one of them had a partner one of them's a police officer who had a partner who was a superhero called the arrow who was killed the other one had her uh, husband killed so, you know, you get some backstory as to why they're in... And this Cabal, you know, they're basically insert Hydra, Court of Owls, whatever the kind of power behind the throne sort of element. And they're all trying to figure this out, like, how are we going to get, you know, get and, and foil these bad guys? So there's a little bit of their backstory where they're struggling. But basically they know to converge on a political fundraising event where the candidate is being sponsored by this evil cabal. And they're so evil, guys, they kill the candidate. Because once he's been exposed, he's no good to them anymore. Hmm. You know, just to show that they're not going to take any prisoners and they're kind of fighting. So they fight Scythe, and it turns out that Scythe has a secret identity that I will save which is the surprise twist of the issue. Not a super huge twist for me. I wasn't super invested or anything, but I will save it, you know, if maybe other people have that gasp of breath. But basically, they take the Cabal down, and they're still trying to solve their various puzzles, but they're going to all work together as a team, the three of them, and they get a fourth uh, to help them out. Morlock is our ace in the hole. She will work with us to keep the city safe, sure. And then it ends on a full page of the four of them. And it has the end in question mark. And it was just, like I said, for me, the sensibilities of a throwback where we're gonna just going to get a compressed story thrown in, not a lot of stuff explained. The art has a very, the interiors are very indie sensibility. You know, maybe sometimes it's, Things, you know, perspectives are a little wonky and things like that. But I think there's a good energy to it. It just, like I said, I love the slickness of the cover contrasted with the interiors. So I looked up some of the characters and uh, needless to say, not the easiest search. (laughs) You look up Lady Satan and... uh... But I think I found one of them's Woman in Red, Yes, which is a Golden Age character. Yeah, I think this is, as Phil said, uh, must be the... Well, they all are, because Dynamite does... Yeah. Yeah, so it's like first appearance, Thrilling Comics number two, March 1940. Mm -hmm. And apparently the character was later revived by Alan Moore for America's Best Comics. Okay. Well, these public domain characters. The other thing is there's no... It's not... They're smart. I prefer this when they're not like... The year is 2019 or what? Like, they keep it kind of generic. I mean, there are computers and stuff, so it's clearly not 
1942 or whatever. Yeah. So it's modern times, but they don't have it like, thanks Obama or something like that. You know what I mean? Like they're, <laughs> they're keeping it more a bit timeless, except obviously, like I said, you know, modern computers and... Yeah. Uh, sort of like rest. Batman the Animated Series? Uh, less of the... Of the Batman the Animated Series, I feel like they intentionally fogged up the time with those car designs. Because <laughs> I'm like, those cars look like they don't look like cars from the modern time. But ever yeah. but they had TVs and stuff like that that made it. This one it's just more like generic modern times. People have you know cell phones. They have uh, computers. I think Grendel was kind of like that, too, where you're like, I'm not quite sure. But that's weird because it's like 80s, but trying to be like it's out of the era, but in yeah. the era. Yeah, and, I, I, and I'm fine with either choice. I, I just don't always like, especially something that's kind of floating around the continuity. I feel it's real risky to tie it to a particular this time and this place because then... You know, unless that's a key, unless you really need to, because there's something you want to have a comment about Arsenio Hall's talk show or something that's pretty important, or whatever your reference is that you need. Well, then I get it, but I'm also fine with the generic modern time setting. But yeah, I liked, like, if I saw issue two, I mean, obviously it would be a new number one or whatever. I would gag it. It was fun, Uh, especially if they keep this. Like a lot happening, condensed story happening, throwback feel to it. But I have a feeling that was a lot due to the nature of it being a one shot rather than. Because Phil and I have talked about how sometimes these first issues, you know, they kind of wander around for a while and you end up at the end of it going, well, I kind of liked it, but I don't really know where I'm going with it. Yeah. Yeah, maybe Dynamite scooped up all the America's best comics. Well, I mean, if it's well, public domain, yeah. public, everybody gets to use it. Like so. Even even uh, Eric Larson uses them for Savage Dragon sometimes, you know? Yeah. The good Daredevil, you know. Whoa. Oh, right, we're in the indie show. You're right, it is the good Daredevil. <laughs> oh, come on, Kevin. Out of all of us, you probably are more into Golden Age comics than Phil and I together. Uh, I don't know be because I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily like the Golden Age comics, but I do like the characters that I've read that people have redone afterwards. You know. Well, I think a lot of, especially if they were from the newspaper, like those are really usually like uh, Malibu, for example, Protectors. That uh, comic I like, I like that comic a lot, and that's all Golden Age characters that they ended up changing. But that's not Golden Age comics. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't yeah. necessarily like the comics, but I like the characters used now. You know, have I really read the most Golden Age comics? That's crazy. I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I've read a lot. I haven't read a lot, but I feel like you read about eight, and you've read all the Golden Age. Well, comics. yeah, they're kind of boring, right? Like, yeah, like I definitely read some where I'm like, this isn't. I'm more great. like, I'm more like seeing that Golden Age stuff as flashbacks. In the comics, you know, you know, uh-huh. kind of thing. I just don't want to read the ones where it's like a wall of text. 
they like they they're it's like they're doing the novel they're doing the illustrated novel approach and i'm like i, I just want to see some like crazy guy tunneling through the earth or something and i uh, haven't read it yet but i did pick up night of the ghoul number two. <laughs> oh, yeah. way to go yeah you're supposed to really get into the page turns and um all that type of uh more manga pacing i don't know well anyways that was my fun. well at least you kept up with it yeah that, I, look i'm not gonna not buy a frank avia comic book <laughs> like, i don't care what it is so for all my haters. Oh, that's that's the one where it was just talking heads the whole time. Yeah, where it was a lot of like yeah. old man in the bed and middle aged man talking to him. That's what it was supposed to be though. Andrew, I can confirm that's what they wanted to do. Oh, I'm sure. I just don't know why they and now why before they you got the second it. shoe, did you make sure it wasn't the same thing again? Oh, I don't care. Like I said, Frank Avia, I'm buying it. I don't care. But what if it's like the same panels, the same art? No, he <laughs> he um he he varies the angle up, he varies the color accents. He he'll um he's a very skilled guy. That's why I'm buying it cuz I really like him. So he always has those things. So he it's well executed. It's just funny the decision to be like, "Oh man, we can't have anything too interesting visually." Mm -hmm. And maybe he wanted the challenge. He's like, you know what? Give me the most boring script ever. Oh, I could you see want that. the challenge? How about you finish Archie? Nah. Nah. <laughs> but apparently tell, there's... Tell Archie that. There's going to be a third one coming out in December. Theoretically. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what they're over up to at Dark House. Dark, Dark Horse, if they're, you know, making Dark their House. deadlines <laughs> or whatever. I just... That's the it's downside of just buying the comics is I never really know... Like, if publishers have a good rep for being on time or not. Dark Horse I've never took as a company that was ever late. Uh, I've, I've, I don't see, remember see, ever collecting anything and it was really late or anything like that. I don't get the regular Dark Horse stuff. So I've definitely bought some stuff from them that never showed up again or was late. Oh, but really? That's... Yeah. My truck record has been good. And I buy weird stuff from them, too. Like, I don't buy the popular stuff. Oh, please. You guys are both... Uh, elbows deep and black hammer for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> well, that one was easy to get. Yeah, I mean, that, that one was, was that late? time. Well, you, well, look who 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 the creators were like that. They were gonna yeah. like do like twenty five issues a year. But yeah, mm -hmm. I've definitely bought some of their weirder stuff. I mean, weirder, not not weird in the sense like oh, it's a horror book, but just like not stuff they usually publish or very creator specific. So I'm just like, yeah, I don't think this is on dark horse. I probably know why this is late. Yeah. So if I see three, I'm obviously going to buy it. Uh, just haven't read two yet. No, I, I'll get anything he gets. I don't give a who he could illustrate the phone book for F sake. Well, I'm also getting it. So when I read it, I don't know. I'll have the the diminished expectations, Andrew, and I'll be like, yeah, this is good. Andrew has ruined a lot of books for me, for sure. That's my <laughs> job. Why do you think I'm here, Phil? Except, hey, but I also send you comics. You great so and so. Yes, yes. <laughs> so don't don't uh, kill the golden goose, Phil. Otherwise, you won't get those quality dollar comic books that I send. <laughs> and Andrew. The Golden Goose is on the loose and never out of season. 
and those uh, those trading cards, some of which are upward upwards worth of a dollar a pack. <laughs> well, I really no, but some of them I've really liked, like that. Uh, I forget that one, but the one who did those horror painting ones. Oh yeah, the blue Steve like If I like, I have a bunch of the horror head ones, like werewolf stuff like that, the mummy. If I had more of a set, I would frame them. Like they're so nice together, and they all kind of go together in a way. Like that's a series. I'd probably buy that whole series on eBay. Yeah, there are some nice, uh, nice. Like it was a funny and kind of uh, sad. I missed it. I mean, I probably would have spent <laughs> my money on comics anyways. But yeah, it was like a fun era that I just wasn't around for. Yeah, and it was neat seeing that zero issue from Defiant or whatever. Oh yeah, like seeing just seeing like how they did a zero issue. That's a neat nothing yeah. experience. Well, currently in a dispute on ebay so my ebay purchases have been curtailed oh really yeah i bought yeah. something and then the seller messaged me that it wasn't exactly in the same condition oh. would i like something else as a bonus uh-huh. and i was like no just cancel and then they fake canceled it so i had to raise the stake and everything where they're like oh, oh ebay hard to deal with they when you have to oh, fight wow what a nightmare so i'm like I don't know if I'm going to get my money back or what. And I know better. It was a seller without a lot of feedback, like a, a bunch of like positive feedback, but not very much. Mm-hmm. I know better. But what's weird is they messaged me. to be, go Yeah, why would they home. bother? Yeah, if they were just going to take it. But also, if you don't have the thing, don't try and give people a bunch of other crap. You know what I mean? Yeah. I bought yeah. the well, thing. Well, what did they offer you? Oh, it was like... It was a toy, and they bought. They were gonna offer me another choice of send me the messed up one they have, and then one of yeah. these other two. And I'm like, I don't really want. I'm not one of those guys that just buys everything. Which like, toy is it? Or you? Or oh, you it was a GI Joe toy. Oh, GI Joe. So I was just <laughs> like, oh, I just want the one, and if you don't, you're so like, oh, my nephew opened the package and lost the gun and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's fine. Like, just cancel the thing and no harm, no foul. I would have even left a comment like, oh, you know, didn't go off, but, you know, they yeah. canceled it well. I just... I've pretty much completely stepped away from eBay because it's just... When something goes wrong, yeah, like you, you're just stuck in this stressful situation trying to get eBay to do something. Yeah, and you're like, I thought um, the whole point of the Shipping's PayPal. too much. Like, there's just too much against it right now, you know? was uh you know protect my purchases and they can just but we'll see you know fingers crossed i've disputed things and sent screenshots of the emails and everything to be like well clearly there's up to like they said this isn't Mm -hmm. what i ordered and and who yeah i I guess they figured people would do that like maybe some people be like oh cool i'll pay you that price for not exactly what I wanted and an extra bonus, but yeah. me, man. Is, is that how they unload their stuff somehow? Yeah, I don't know if they have a bunch of extra crap and they're like, well, I can't get anything for this stuff by itself, so... And plus they had pretty exorbitant shipping, which I don't really care. But I'm like, that's a pretty... I would have been very surprised if shipping actually would have come to that. I mean, it turns out their shipping costs were zero because they just... You know, and but I would have been, I don't know if it, if that busted toy shows up with 
some bonus crap in it, I'm not going to be happy neither because, hey, like I said, just offer to cancel or offer that. If they if she had given both those options, like, oh, do you want to, we can cancel or I'll throw in another toy or something. Me, I still would have canceled, but at least it would have felt like I had an option or something. I don't know. Like I said, I have pretty good luck on eBay. It's been a couple years. It's just, you know, Phil, like you're just powerless. Like my money is gone and I'm yeah. left to oh, yeah. wait. And, and it's see. the way eBay says they'll help you. It's such bullshit. Like all the hoops you have to jump through. Oh, yeah. Know? I've I've started filling out the stuff online. Well, the, It's all useless. It's no PayPal had their automated bot and I got yeah. stuck in a loop. And it was mm-hmm. just like, oh, could you say that again? And I'm like, no. And finally, <laughs> I just said no. And then it's like, oh, I didn't hear you. And I'm like, hear me. Like, you're... <laughs> and I just kept saying, no, I won't repeat it. And then finally, I yeah. just, you're just stuck in a, you know, it's some pretty shitty script, too. It's not even like a complicated one. Yeah. Like the guys that try and rip me out of my, you know, credit cards and stuff. Yeah. I think the day of eBay is done for me just because... Like, to get one comic, if let's say there's one comic I'm after, it shouldn't cost me 20-something dollars for shipping for one comic. No. You, know? you need to buy them from Kevin. Save on the yeah. shipping. And, and even if you, like, stack comics up, then you're paying each comic $20 shipping, you know, even if it's from the same place, like... Oh, man, that ain't right. Yeah, I only do the people that uh, will group ship. But even I... that's a pain, though, because then you got to contact them, you yes. know? But a lot like, of the big sellers I shop. use... Uh, they they know they put that in the listing that they'll combine mm-hmm. shipping and uh, yeah I won't truck with them. You're right, Phil. It's a lot. Well, I'm like I said, I'm on hold for a little bit to see what happens yeah. with my money. Yeah. Well, the other thing is I don't spend a lot. Although I did, again, not really germane. Mm-hmm. But I did put in a bib for a uh, uh, Hulk number six for like a hundred and four dollars. Okay. I mean. I was like, it was like a CGC three or something. I'm like, dang, that's yeah. like a eight hundred dollar book. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not winning. What's now. that? What's that one about? What's um, that's the uh, it's uh, uh, while Kirby and Lee started it, Ditko took over. Mm-hmm. It actually got canceled with issue six. That was the last okay. of that first run, and he fights the Metal Master and everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there is no way I'm getting this for like 110 bucks or whatever. Like, and I'm not now, but I was like, well, shit, I got to, you know, it's probably a scam or something wrong, but I got to at least throw for 110 bucks, a 3.5 Hulk number six graded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I don't care. Busted Kate. Well, I don't give a who. That's a book at that price. Like 100 bucks in any condition for that book is. Not likely anything I'm going to see. And I just like that Ditko took over the the book. And, I, you know, I like his art and everything. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's a fun way to go. But, yeah, it's already up to 300 bucks, so over 300 But Plus, if you get in a cheap bid like that, you see what they sell for. You know, because it'll tell you you lost it. It sold for blah, blah, blah. You certainly love the big D. Yes. <laughs> I do love, I need to get all that D, Phil. Graded D yeah. is even better. I need it wrapped for my protection. But, so um, I took a gamble, much yeah. like Andrew. 
I'm you got a Valiant comic? <laughs> that wouldn't be a gamble. <laughs> yes, it is these days. But where where Andrew's like looking on the shelves, I'm looking at these sometimes tiny pictures in uh, previews catalog, and then I'm like, it, it sort of fits my. Uh, I mean, it's not a, it's not necessarily a, one of those Jupiter or Titan comics, but uh, not the company, uh, the planets and stuff, space. <laughs> you do like space, so what kind of did you get? So there was a a one shot uh, uh, from uh, Source Point Press called Hyper Aware, and it was some kind of I don't know space AI comic or something. So I'm like, ah. I'm a gambler. Yeah, I think we just had a Source Point book not too long ago on the show. I see them in the store. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, yeah. And then it, it, I laugh, though, because in their, um, you know, legal print there, it says printed in can and nah, duh. I'm like, wait, did you think you misspelled the country here? <laughs> Unless there's another country very similar to Canada. Boy, you think you guys get them cheap if they print them there. Just head down to the printer. Oh, of course not. Tell them to knock an extra, give you the offshoots or whatever. We should get them cheaper, but no. I think it's more expensive than... I mean, I remember back in the past, they, they used to do it. But, you know, not so much anymore, it yeah, seems like. Pay the guy that works the press. Give him a 20 under the table, run you off a few extra. Give them a few Timbits and a double-double or something? Yeah. yeah. It's all robots now. <sighs> Give them a Didn't fifth of maple syrup. Start that trend. It's all robots now doing everything. <laughs> so who's behind, <laughs> who's behind this source point? Press okay. Board? This is written, and I don't know. I don't know uh, the creators. This is one of those things. It was almost like a TCAF thing, right, where you're like, I, I don't know this, but, you know, if this... The thing sounds all right, so... I mean, oh, they didn't, didn't even write who it was by in the book? Uh, written by Jonathan uh, Hedrick, and artwork and lettering by um, Deborah Lansonese. And um, nice. I, like I also happened uh, to... The be... lettering, too. It's kind of cool when you have the artist doing the lettering, and they can work all the sound effects right in. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's a lot of big examples of uh i mean they do have the kind of the ai screen type of thing well, I saw one uh indie guy who uh worked out what he was gonna do so he wouldn't have to draw the bits where the word balloons and stuff go you know that, and i was like that's pretty smart save yourself the effort you know i wonder in here because there are spots where this screen where the AI is just represented by a smiley face type of thing and then it has like the the blocks where it's going to be talking in the its own specific like look I wonder if they did that so they just drew around it like I, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case here when too. I saw that guy he was telling me hey it saves me a lot of t like you know if you cut out 20% of what you have to draw or whatever that's time you're saving especially because it was a one person get i mean I, maybe there was a different colorist or something but 
if you're writing and drawing and lettering, you why draw stuff no one's ever gonna see? Yeah, yeah. I mean, not uh, except when you buy the art and there's all this extra stuff. I mean, that's always cool. But yeah, I had just finished um, one of the stories on um, Live a Life, um, the JRPG on the Switch that came out this summer. And it was also uh, a far future sort of AI um, robotic story. I mean, not so much. (laughs) They say, like, oh, it's an RPG, but that one, it was more, I would say, more like a a visual novel type of... uh... But aren't they all, like... Like, it's not like Mario Brothers is a certain thing. You don't, you're not getting, it's like, oh, if it's not an open world, you're not getting, you're being led, led through it, but you're, you're doing the stuff. You have to pull off the moves, right? And there's not a whole lot of moves to pull off in that game. Like, you're just sort of following the story. You're making the story go. So that was that was very similar, I would say, to uh, to this. Also, if you enjoy those nineteen um, fifties, uh, funny, uh, Ditko and uh, Lee Kirby or Kirby Lee Ditko, um, like Twilight Zone um, ending monster or or sci fi stories, uh, I would say this fits the bill. Those are always good. Do they have uh, colorfully named bad guys? Tim Booba? Sadly, no. And I could see this being like, would be like really over the top if you would, if you would have got like, I don't know, Stoko or someone totally known to draw the story. Like that would have elevated the story another few notches. But I mean, if you're just putting your indie story out there, I mean, it's a, it's, it's going to reach a certain level. And that's fine. So yeah, you basically have this uh, ship in, in outer space, uh, operated by an AI. And then uh, they get into some trouble. And they're like, oh. Well, there's also some, in, some intrigue and drama with, uh, with the crew here. Like robot sex? No. I know you wanted that, Phil, but not this time. But it, like these situations, the, the AI is, like, involved or um, watching everything that's going on. And then, uh, well, some people might have to go into stasis. Don't do it. That's when the AI turns off the life support. <laughs> that happens in every story, doesn't it? There, there are definitely some shenanigans with like, well, like some of that stuff, and uh, also in that game I played too. So, I mean, it was interesting enough. So, which was better, the video game or your comic book? Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure. You, I know you would say, "Oh, it's the game. It took longer," but that was the game was such a like it was interesting, but. Well, if they have a second issue of the comic, are you going to buy it? And if they have a sequel to the game, are you going to get it? How about that? 
See, it's weird because the game has like eight games in there, so you can play all different eras. I mean, I guess I'd be open to it, but I wouldn't immediately say it's a must-have. I mean, are, is there more to the comic, or was this a No, I think this is just a one-shot. Yeah, I'm not I mean, about like, the one-shots. They're fun. Like, you could you could theoretically, like, do more. Same thing with, with the... With the game, but I think it's just it's just a, a one off of you know, like an O Henry thing, and then you're done, and you're like that was cool, and then you just move on with your day, you know. Yeah, yeah. I like that. You know, you yeah, get that sense of uh, conclusion. You know, the yeah. Story re- I mean, there's like you say, there's threads or whatever, but at least you're not ending on some cliffhanger, and issue two comes out four years later, and you've forgotten that you even read issue one. Yeah, and it's not like some, oh, I'm going to tell this epic 100-issue story. Like, it's a done-in-one. And, and maybe uh, later on, like, there'll be some other other bigger thing that comes out, and you'll be like, oh, I know them from, from that <laughs> issue they did. I've got that issue. Quick, to the back issue store. <laughs> exactly. Time to make a to fortune. The, to the back issue machine. <laughs> Stocking up all those rare creator first appearances some of those go for stuff yeah but this will be this guy's battle pope battle pope you know i never actually read that neither did i but i gotta think early kirkman must be worth a good chunk of change no battle pope wasn't very good i don't know anything with like church themes and stuff i can't get into well, I'm thinking from a financial standpoint, Phil. Yeah. You know, because he went on for Walking Dead and all that. Maybe getting still, his early stuff. Yeah, no, because I was, I was into getting everything Kirkman had, but yeah, Battle Pope was one of those things where it was like, yeah, no, you don't need that one. <laughs> so the same thing with with Millar. It, it, like he had that, what was it, Chosen One or whatever? I don't know the Chosen One. With, like the Antichrist and all that? You didn't get. You probably didn't get that one either. Miller, I wasn't a big collector of. I liked his stuff, some of his stuff, but... With you, but Phil, like, I liked uh, his stuff all right, yeah. but it depended more on the artist and other people involved. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Kirkman, I got everything he did, like wow. Jack and all the stuff. But yeah, that like I tried that Pope one, but for me it was just it was no good. Where the other stuff kind of all went with Invincible too, in a way, so maybe that's why I liked it more. Also, sometimes somebody's beginning stuff can be a little rough. Sometimes. You know, they're yeah. figuring out yeah. their hooks and everything. Yeah, I, re- I remember saying my, my like, early stuff isn't good, but here's a collection of it, and then you read it, and I'm like, ooh, that actually wasn't that good. <laughs> I remember reading that, that volume zero of The Goon. Did, did not enjoy that oh, at all. Oh, uh, I'm pretty sure I like the volume zero, maybe. I love that early goon stuff. I didn't keep up with it, but I've read huh. a good amount. I do like the goon a lot. All right, Phil, is there anything you want to bring up? I'm I'm going to skip this this week. Sure. Just because uh, I've been reading a lot of Marvel and DC lately, just trying to catch up. No one likes those companies. Hey, have you guys mm-hmm. heard of Incendium LLC? Incendium. Uh, I don't think so. No. Cause, and it's like this Opus imprint. 
Because I went to the store nope. and there were all these kind of weird comics from them. And they're like mm-hmm. printed on pretty slick paper. And they have like a Bill and Ted comic. And then they have a bunch of like heavy metal and themed. They're also doing like oh. a Frank Frazetta uh, Deaf Dealer comic. I decided to grab the Halloween. Oh, yeah. They have a website. Because, and the guy that runs the shop was like, oh, yeah, that's some based on some metal band or so. I just thought it was like this weird. They had all these ones, and there's some kind of music tie in. I don't know the band or whatever, but it looked cool. What's the company called? Sorry. The company, the the imprint on the covers is Opus on almost all of them. Opus. But the actual company is Incendium. You know, it seems like there's that other company too is uh, sort of like a music. Yeah, and I hadn't. Yeah, yeah, that's what the Behemoth it reminded me of, kind of. Yeah. And I just saw a bunch of these issues, and I'm like, I've never heard of this company. I'll buy a comic for you know what? It was just one of those weird like. I didn't know if you guys would be like, oh yeah, they've been around for years. They. No, it's just no, I've never seen this. Yeah, this is the first, and part of it was because they had a bunch of titles all splashed out. And like I said, real slick, mm-hmm. nice covers and multiple. Yeah, I like covers. covers, like kind of the old look, like almost like an old novel. Yeah, so I got this uh, Halloween Seekers of the Seven Keys uh-huh. one because I was like, well, I don't know, I didn't really want the Bill and Ted one, and the other ones yeah. didn't. Uh, Joe Harris, Axel, Medin, Lou. Uh, M-E-D-E-L-L-I-N It's weird because I thought someone else was doing some musician thing too I thought I was it Vault? I, I think know. you mean Kiss <laughs> They've been doing it <laughs> Oh jeez And they had a whole yeah, that's bunch weird. of crazy uh, alternate covers too which was fun I ended up getting the one that just has like I think it's the main cover I'm not sure they weren't too clear on this. I mean, they should be publishing uh, drumsticks of doom or something, (laughs) but I, and I also don't know the underlying band or anything about it, but basically it's this, uh, the setup is this alternate dimension guy wants these keys and we cut to our world, the Midwest. And it's this kind of jaded older sister and her younger brother with like the, jean jacket with no sleeves and like the kind of spiky mullet haircut and she's got a leather jacket and she has one of the keys and they get transformed this dimension that has these uh this pumpkin headed guy that comes after him and he's kind of just has a pumpkin head and kind of a lean body with a big scythe and chasing after him and all these little pumpkin it was just one of those it felt like an 80s heavy metal album come to life. <laughs> That's kind of what I was in the mood for. Like, just some goofy, silly stuff. And uh, this is very slick, well put together and everything. And I just was curious if you guys had known about the company, knew anything, because the No, but looking at the color, cover for that, I would have bought it right away. Didn't say. Yeah, yeah. the one with the woman... Uh, the guy in the robe with the sword. Yeah, and the little yeah pumpkin I'm looking at that, yeah. Yeah, yeah those was... little pumpkin guys are funny, too. Yeah, it was just one of those. Yeah. I wanted to buy one from that company, and that was the one that looked 
the most fun to me. So these are sold at the comic store? Yeah, so there were a whole bunch of them at the comic huh. store. I might pick up a few off their website. My guy didn't know anything about... You know, oh, Deathgasm. Said, they did a Deathgasm uh, comic. I love that movie. So I was just like, oh. And, you know, for me, the Bill and Ted isn't the big thing. But Eric Burnham, you know, he's a name we've all heard of. Mm-hmm. You're thinking they're, they're like, local? That's why you, you like, you have immediate, so, yeah. easy access to some of this stuff? Uh, could be. Um, maybe I should have gotten the Frazetta one. If I had seen it, I would have bought yeah. it that one was there. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, looks like they're based in Florida, at least uh, the LLC is. So they're not. Super yeah, because they they have contact information and it says North Hollywood. Oh, well, so I don't know. Got offices out here too. Yeah, my comic guy is pretty good. Like if you show up, I think he'll carry your books or what. Like I've seen, I've bought as we've talked about on the show some weird stuff at the shop before yeah that that was fun i mean i hope they now do well these are expensive their comics though off their website yeah they're like 20 bucks holy yeah i see they have a lot of limited edition stuff on their website it looks like so i can't get any phil uh guess what i paid guess the cover price of my comic yeah six dollars and 66 cents six 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 okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) like the deathgasm comic here it's uh 16 bucks and that's american though because i would probably get this one just to get it but yeah, yeah like i, I said slick uh much. slick paper proper co- cover stock the only ads in the back are just the different covers like the yeah. alternate they like full size and a few for their other products and everything so mm-hmm. i guess i didn't notice that it was 666 for the price but that's I think pretty it's cool worth, it feels like it's more than you know, you're getting a good pro like uh you can feel the quality when you pick it up or what is it worth a six dollar comic? I can see people balking at it. I don't Yeah. Like I said, I didn't even think to look. I was just like, Oh, it looks cool and I wanted to Yeah, I don't it. see any regular price comics on their website. It's all like limited edition and everything. Well, yeah, I did see they have some like there's some in Kyle Hotz incentive cover for the Death Dealer one. Yeah. If I had seen that, I'm like, but that, I'm sure that costs a fortune. Yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, I might buy more of these guys and see what I end up with. But I guess they're, some of these are also connected to bands. Because there's some kind of Monsters of Metal one shot. Yeah, it's just a whole music label, I guess, meets well, yeah, licensing. There, I see an Evanescence comic here. Yeah, aren't they a music thing? Yeah. So, yeah, that's the thing. And I think this guy said, my owner said, they these might be the Halloween, might be inspired by some kind of German rock band or something. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It looked cool. I was like, yeah, let's buy it. Let's have fun. Let's get something. Some weird. of them could be movies and stuff, because Deathgasm, Bill and Ted, you know? Yeah, yeah, for them. sure. Maybe it's just weird licenses they pick up. But, you know, some some uh quality product i felt when i picked it up and looked at it and like i said i did miss the price sorry people i'm glad you guys said something so yeah six bucks and change is a lot of things but you know like i feel like eric burnham axel like some you know 
established people. Yeah, I feel like I might have saw this death dealer at uh, the beguiling. Yeah, I think if I maybe I I don't know I might have seen that one earlier in past, but just when I see a bunch from the same company, I'm always like, oh, what's what's I think if you're a comic book company, I mean maybe it's harder because you're cutting your own sales, but it always gets my attention if I see. Oh, I'll buy them all. If I see a new indie company that puts out a bunch of number ones at the same time, I'll buy them all. Remember I did it for that awful Night of the Living Dead (laughs) company there? Oh, that was awful. But they all released on the same day, and uh, what a mistake. I haven't reached uh, Phil's level of expertise, but I do. Yeah. Yeah, anyways, um, I might have more on this company as I see more, but... I just thought mm-hmm. I'd Well, if you see, see Deathgasm, it comes out in December. I'd be interested if you pick that one up. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I can get you one if I see you. And I'll remember to look at the Well, I just mean things. for you to read. Like, it'll be... Well, you know once I read it, Phil. I have mm-hmm. no problem throwing it in the mail, do you? As long as I don't get in trouble with the Royal Canadian Mail. Yeah. I'm still waiting <laughs> for them to bust me. <laughs> for sending oh. weird comics over the... Over the uh, over their system. Dudley do right. You know, I have some behemoths to cover too at uh, some point. Oh yeah. Oh, so I, I bought that format I think is going to take off. Cause I got, is it from the same company? Cause I got picked up one too printed in Canada that I can't see it. What company is this? But it was the same smaller shape with the cover info on the back. I don't know what company it's from. But I was like, this looks a lot like the Behemoth, but it's the Purple Oblivion. And I'm like, I don't know. And it's the Sumerian Sumerian is I'm like, is that the company? Is that related to Behemoth? Like it's we I like also I think got... I think Sumerian bought bought them. Okay. Which is weird, but yeah, because the other thing I like that's fun is if you have a very slick professional book, but you have, like, no information in it. That's also <laughs> kind of intriguing because, like, it's – but it's that same smaller – like, it's just as wide as a regular comic, but it's maybe two inches shorter. And that's what made it stand out, and it had the same feel as those other books. And I was like, oh, I'll, I'll buy that, too. I got – issue one of it and but the other thing that's weird is they put the issue number on the cover and that other one didn't do that they always made you hunt and figure out what issue so you'd probably buy more than one of the same with different <laughs> covers I think not Marvel cool Comics publishers. Presents had the cover on the front cover on the back yeah not cool comic book companies taking my money like that well yeah I think that's a pretty good episode guys what do you think I think you've you you stalled my bad idea, uh, Andrew. Well, I like you teasing it for next episode. That would be a bad idea if I covered it, though. Yeah, but it's a good idea to tease people. Come on, they're gonna be. We're gonna get this out hopefully before Christmas, so that people have time to gather around the Yule log, fire crackling. And hear Besides, about some comic books. We got our big Christmas special coming up. 
Yeah, exactly. That'll come out in February 2023. No, we're covering Christmas comics this year, so everyone start gathering one. I got one ready. But Phil, it's already December 17th. I was trying to figure out a date far enough to get This is coming out. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Make the people hold each other's hands And fill their hearts with truth You made up your mind so do As Human kind.